Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. This is episode 250, I don't always say the episode number, but this is a special week. Uh, I'm your host Matthew for this particular episode, and joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good, I'm absolutely gutted that I wasn't able to make last week, but you know, that whole pesky working for an income thing Mm kind of got in the way. Yep, yep. Um, See, I thought I'd save... uh, be, it, it would have been a bit weird if I did like a solo 250 episode, so I called that 249.5. Um, thankfully this week I don't have to come up with another number because you are here, which is cool, and we can do the 250th episode for the show. But uh, all good on your end? Yep. Yep, all good, all over. All, all what <clears throat> you say? I said all good over here. Cool, cool. Um, so uh, in the last two weeks, I suppose, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, well, unfortunately, the whole work-life thing has kept me really busy. Um, I haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of gaming. Uh, nobody that's listened to the podcast for any length of time will be surprised that I've mostly been playing Valheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit a couple of big milestones. I finally got uh, the stone unlocked uh, as a build characteristic, and I've been slowly kind of upgrading my base. It's not like the traditional upgrade. You basically, when you go from wood to stone, you basically have to tear everything down and completely rebuild it. Um, but that has been a lot of work. So I've been slowly been prepping to take on the third boss, which is going to be a lot harder than the first two bosses I fought. So we'll just have to see how that goes. Cool. Are uh, you enjoying it, though? Having a good time? Yeah, I'm having a good time. It's like I said before a couple weeks ago, it's very reminiscent of early Minecraft in terms of you're not really quite sure how everything works. You gotta right. do a little research on, uh, you know, where everything comes from and how you can do anything. Um, so there's no shame in looking up the wikis and the how-to videos. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, just dabbling with this and that, uh, kind of gone back a little bit to uh, Magic: The Gathering Online Arena. I've uh, been playing that off and on, just kind of seeing where everything goes. So cool. Cool. Uh, so there was a surprise um, release today, Crash on the Run, which I think is what this, yeah, that's what this game is called, uh, came out today. It was supposed to come out, I think, on the 23rd, uh, 24th, I think it was going to come out on the 25th, I think it was supposed to be Thursday. Uh, iOS got a surprise release today, I got a notification on my phone, it was like, hey, you kind of pre-ordered this free game, I suppose, the, the, the pre-sign-up kind of thing and it's available mm-hmm. now so I pressed OK and it started installing um, so that comes out that's come out today I think that's available in the US and in the UK as long as you're on uh, uh, iOS you know I- iPhones and stuff um, it's not available on Android for another two days which maybe Apple did something to get them to release it early on that platform I don't know but uh, yeah it got a surprise release today and uh, I played about half an hour of it before coming on to the show uh, it's good it's fun it's simple you know you can play the game with one hand because um, you just swipe from left to right jump tap the screen to, to spin that kind of thing um, the one important aspect that I've always talked about when it comes to any Crash Bandicoot game whether it's you know uh, the kart racing games, the crash team racing, whether it's the platformer games, which is the, the normal original games, or whether it's this uh, Crash Bandicoot on the run game. The one thing that I've always said about Crash Bandicoot is, and I, I know it's always kind of sounded weird the way I've described it, is the soul of the character, not the you know 
attitude of the character, but just that kind of fun, fun, dopey, silly sort of version of Crash. And I mean that in the nicest and best way possible, because that's what that character is. And even for something as simple as a, you know, tap sort of on the go, on the run kind of game, that's still important to me. Um, because it's just, otherwise it's just you using, I mean, fundamentally this is a sort of temple run game with a Crash Bandicoot skin. That's basically what this is, which I'm, I'm not angry about that or whatever. I, I, I expected that from the, from the day this was first announced, which I think was about a year ago or so. Um, but the, the soul of the character seems to be there. Just sort of little, little bits and pieces that you can do with the character. You know, there's, there's certain points where, um... You're collecting Wampa Fruit and he kind of looks back with a silly little face and like you collect boxes sometimes and he does like a little yippy kind of noise. He doesn't say yippy but he says like a, he does a Crash Bandicoot type thing. Um, those, those little touches just adds to what I, how I want Crash to be portrayed in any game. Whether, you know, whether he joins Smash Brothers one day or whatever. Because uh, if you take those little quirks away from him as a character... He's not really the same type of character. And that was one of my main issues with... Um, what game was it? Rapper Cortex? The the, uno- the unofficial Crash Bandicoot 4. Where the game just felt soulless. Like it was just sort of, it was just pretty bog standard Crash Bandicoot. But with no soul in there. And that's one of the reasons I stopped playing that game. Is because it just didn't... It just, the characteristics of the character just weren't there. Um, like I said at the time, it's a bit like if you gave somebody a book and said, here's how you make a Crash Bandicoot game, then you rip out half the pages and then give them the rest. It's sort of like you need all the pages to, to do that kind of thing. That same rule applies to every IP, you know, if you're going to do a Marvel film or whatever, you need the whole book there to, to do it, so to speak. Um, but it's, it's quite good, it's quite fun, you know, I won't, I don't know how regularly I'll be playing it. I did see somebody online say that it's got one of them things where, you know, certain mobile games do this thing to where you make a certain amount of progression and you either click on wait or buy a trend microtransaction thing. And they, they said it had that in the game. Now, I played the game for about 20 minutes to half an hour, and that didn't come up on my screen. I, I was kind of waiting for it to sort of disappoint me and come up on the screen. I don't know if you've got to play the game for like an hour or something. Um, so if that if that comes up, I will let the audience know and talk about how I feel about it if that comes up on the screen. But I can't speak to that experience because that hasn't happened to me. It's a bit like if somebody says to you, you know, oh, I played this game and this glitch really annoyed me. And you never experience that glitch. You can't have the same frustrations if the same thing doesn't happen to you. So, um, but we'll see if that happens. I'll I'll let you know. I mean, if it if if I play the game fairly regularly between now and next week's show, and it doesn't happen, then it probably won't become an issue for me. So I I don't know. We'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, like I said, if that comes up, I'll let the audience know, and uh, we can kind of go from there. Because that is kind of like a money grabbing technique isn't it either you can wait for what is it usually a few, a few hours maybe or mm-hmm. you can give us two quid or a pound or a couple of dollars or a, you know a microtransaction kind of thing uh, to unlock another few hours of the game so i don't know we'll see how that goes um but i've been playing that i've uh, been doing a lot of twitch streaming lately uh, the last of us part two um, I'm doing the survivor difficulty because it turns out what, what the the plan that I had which had to slightly change was I was going to do the game on grounded which is the hardest difficulty level you can customize the difficulty as well I think it's for certain different things I haven't actually looked into that but um, I was playing on moderate before which was kind of middle middle level then you've got hard 
Then you've got, I think it's, then I think it's Survivor and then Grounded. Not completely sure. Can't think of that off the top of my head. But, um, went to play Grounded. And what I was going to do is do a full run through of the game again. Play it on Grounded. But I was going to enable uh, unlimited ammo and crafting. And the idea I w- what I was going to do is because explosive arrows in the game are very, very effective. I was just going to run around with explosive arrows and just blow everything up. Um, now, I couldn't do the, uh, the option to enable unlimited crafting and uh, ammo is disabled on Grounded. Which kind of makes a little bit of sense. So I started the game again. I only played like the first cutscene and then went to enable it. So I didn't like lose any progress really um so i went back to the main menu i started the stream again basically because it kind of messed up the intro and stuff um and then i put the game on survivor there is two other trophies i'm going for which is the full um weapons upgrade so like the the workbench thing and the full player skill tree because i uh i was following that guide last week like i said um, for I think it was last week, either last week or the week before, when I said I was doing the collectibles run, I've collected everything in the game. I found all the workbenches. A big, big shout out to Brian on uh, I think his channel is called PS5 Trophies now, uh, but he's available on that channel. You can watch a lot of his different videos for different uh, PlayStation games. Uh, so big, big shout out to him. He must have got that must have been a hell of an edit to do something like that. <laughs> I mean to to find all those corners and everything. So. Um, yeah, but a big shout out to him. Go and check his channel out, PS5 Trophies, uh, which is what I think it's called. Uh, you can go and see that over there. Um, but yeah, I've been playing. I've played about the first... How many streams have I done? I think I've done three streams that have been two hours each. So I've done about six hours, I want to say. I might be wrong, but m- roughly about six hours. It's a ton of fun to use um, explosive arrows and just, just go crazy with them. And the, the other, the, one of the techniques I've tried to do... Is put down some of the proximity mines. Put a bunch of them down because you can. All right. Uh, yeah, it's because you you can um you can craft three proximity mines in one go. Uh, in fact, for all of the like usable items, so like med med kits, uh, molotovs, uh, all, all the other kind of things you can do, um, like uh, proximity mines as well. You can craft I think three or four at once of some of those items. So I am crafting loads and loads of things, but I've got unlimited crafting anyway. But uh, I'm getting through the encounters really, really quickly because I'm managing to... Because you can find certain ways to group enemies up, you know, if you've got, like, bottles and things and you can kind of throw them in a corner and uh, get the enemies to kind of check that out and everything. Um, And then I just let loose with explosive arrows. And the good thing with the explosive arrows is you don't have to craft more of them. You can just continuously... You know, like Legolas in the... uh, Lord of the Rings films. Imagine that, but with explosive arrows. You can just shoot and shoot and shoot. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and plus, those Legolas' arrows in those films were normal. These are explosive ones. So, uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you think of that? The explosive arrows thing. Yeah, it's always weird in a game when that is a, uh, is a function. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I mean, the the cool thing about the game as well is the, the gore effects and stuff. And there's just, I'm seeing blood and body parts just getting splattered everywhere. I mean, if you've, you know, I've, I've put the Twitch streams, uh, the archives onto Twitch. So if, you, if you've missed them, you can still go and watch them. I think there's three or four of the uh, the parts. I need to go and check on that, actually. Uh, so you can go and watch them if you want to. But uh, it's it's so much fun to just blow things up. It's very, very violent. It's basically, you know, if you, if you did The Last of Us 2 and you put the violence of the boys 
you know, the Amazon show uh, that we uh, covered recently. It's a bit like if you put the violence of the boys, because Last of Us 2 on its own is still quite violent, but with something like the boys, it's more sort of explosive violence, if you get what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Like, especially, you know, with the, with the whale scene and stuff from, from season two. Uh, it's a bit like if you put that level of violence into The Last of Us 2. That's basically what it is. So uh, it's it's a ton of fun. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. So there we go. Uh, so that's been that. I streamed a little bit of Call of Duty. That's been quite fun. I did upload. I think I sent you a clip. I don't know if you saw it. Um, I got a triple RPG kill on uh, Rust. And I was glad that I was streaming at that point. And there was also another clip that I took out. Um, that was we were beating this team four nil, and it's you, you, it's first to five in cyber attack. Uh, so we we're about to start the fifth round or the next round. And uh, if if you've got a host of a party of six, if that host leaves the game and they can pull all the party members out, so you just see all the in the bottom left, you know, the all these players have left the game, and uh, we kind of celebrated when that happened. So. Um, that was that was pretty fun but yeah that's what i've been up to still going to stream i think i'll do a stream tomorrow night actually at uh, eight o'clock uk time for those of you that want to check that out uh for the for the last of us two obviously spoilers because i'm going to be going through the game so there will be spoilers for things but uh yeah next one will probably be if i'm in the mood to and i definitely want to but uh look out for that uh it's twitch.tv forward slash etalk uk or you can search for etalk uk on Twitch, uh, go and get go. If you follow the channel, you'll get notified when um, when I go live. So uh, look out for that. But that's what I've been up to. Uh, let's get into some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a second. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, what have we got here? Um, following on from the Snyder Cut, which by the way we will be reviewing this week. Look out for that review later this week. Um, I did a podcast talking about why DC needs the Snyderverse to compete with the MCU. Some people are a little bit sick of the comparisons between the two. I do talk about it more from a business standpoint as to, you know, you've got certain companies that compete with each other. Xbox and Microsoft, Apple and Android, the list goes on and on. Uh, DC and Marvel are definitely two that are in competition because they both make comic book superhero films. Uh, so they have to fight for your time and your money. But uh, I talked about why DC needs the Snyderverse in order to compete with the MCU. So a little podcast on that. No no spoilers in there for the Snyder Cut or for any of the, uh, the Marvel films. So there's that one. Uh, Man United lost 3-1 away to Leicester in the FA Cup. We are out of the FA Cup. Uh, they did. They have done the semi-final draw, but we are not in the semi-final draw because we didn't make it past the quarterfinals. Really, really bad performance. Uh, there is an international break now, so I can have a break from watching my team pass the ball sidewards and backwards. Very frustratingly. But uh, that was very disappointing. If you want my thoughts <clears throat> on that particular game. Uh, you can listen to that United cast. Uh, there was also, though, in the Europa League, we did beat AC Milan by one goal to nil. A very good goal from Paul Pogba. Uh, so we've beaten AC Milan 2-1 on aggregate, but two, uh, but 1-0, sorry, in the second leg. And we will be playing against Granada in the second leg once the international break is done in a couple of weeks. So there's that. Uh, speaking of Zack Snyder's Justice League, also known as the Snyder Cut, I did my... Uh, uh, spoiler free first impressions for the film so it's spoiler free kind of not really review just kind of impressions and uh and that kind of stuff just sort of talking about the snyder cut so if you want that to hold you over until we do a full snyder cut review that is out there to be able to be listened to walking dead still continuing this third half of season 10 uh for 10 19 we'll, we'll, we'll be doing the uh, season 10 episode 20 podcast tomorrow so look out for that uh, last week on gaming talk the solo show because robert was caught up at work unfortunately but he's here today uh so the 249.5 episode talked about the new teenage mutant ninja turtles game that got announced uh, i talked a little bit about my predictions for the square enix presentation we'll be talking about the results of that here and talking about my feelings on bethesda following on from their kind of presentation with microsoft so there's that uh, possible skip possible skip review for the film called Cherry. It's available on Apple TV Plus. It stars Tom Holland, and that is pretty much everything we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. I will uh, go first this week. Um, speaking of that particular Square Enix presentation, uh, a new Life is Strange game was announced. Now, I've played all of the Life is Strange games and the little chapters that they've had, that kind of thing. So, Life is Strange 1 and 2, there was Life is Strange Before the Storm, and there was also the, uh, was it Captain? Not Captain Underpants. I can't remember that character's name. Captain something or other, who, be, who it was like a setup for him being... In Life is Strange 2. Uh, they've announced a new one. It, it, the, 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 these are the anthology games. So you don't have to have played the others. To have played all the others basically. Uh, this third one isn't called Life is Strange 3. It's called Life is Strange True Colours. 
Um, and the gist of the game is uh, this uh, woman went away or something. Her brother died, I think it was, if I'm remembering the trailer correctly. And uh, she kind of goes back to her hometown. This is all in the trailer that you can go and watch. Uh, she returns to her hometown and everyone's like kind of remembering her brother and she uh, didn't like experience that life. And the power that they've put into the game which is a central part because Chloe in the first game had a rewind time ability. Sean in the second game who was one of the two brothers had a, the ability for a telekinesis. In this third game, this character, I don't remember her name being mentioned, it might have been, but I've, I, that might have slipped by me. Uh, she's got the power to, uh, like, read people's emotions, but not just read people's emotions, read why they're having that emotion, and, like, what caused it. So a little bit of a, um, Professor X type of thing, kind of going on, I suppose, with that. Um, I don't know how compelling you can make that particular power i don't i mean it's way too early to tell yeah you know the game won't be out until september but i just think when you look at okay rewind time that's really cool you can kind of correct mistakes and things telekinesis you can kind of throw things at your enemies and then sort of this just like uh ability to read people's emotions i don't know because it doesn't open as many opportunities for action which are some of the high parts of the first two games. Um, but what do you think, Robert? How do you think that's going to play out maybe in this third game? That I'm not really sure of. I mean, I've never really gotten into that series. I mm-hmm. own the first one, but I just... The mechanics never really worked for me. and It never really flowed as a narrative. So I never really followed it that much. So I never played the second one. Honestly, couldn't care about it. So... Mm-hmm. Um, any interest for this third one? Not in the least. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just don't know... I mean, if you want to go for something really narrative-heavy instead of, um, action-heavy, I guess that's maybe something you can do, but I just don't know how that's quite gonna, gonna work. So, we'll see. But maybe it'll evolve past that and she can do something else. Who who knows? We'll shall see. But uh, they announced that that's gonna be... Uh, arriving on uh, in September. So there's that. Uh, Black Panther is joining the Avengers game. Now instead of giving my initial thoughts. We do have an email. That ties into this. Um, where did it go? Jack says. Hey Matt. I know you have no interest in the Avengers game. Uh, but if. Uh, but Sorry. I play it fairly regularly. And enjoy it with my friends. That's cool. That's cool that you enjoy it with your friends. That's, that's always something important. Uh, does Black Panther make you want to come back? Uh, it doesn't. And the thing for me, because even... I mean, you could look at this game and think like... Okay, Spider-Man's my favourite Marvel character. You know, I grew up with Spider-Man and, you know, watching his films and that kind of thing. For for, for the DC side of things, it was Batman. I grew up liking Batman, that kind of thing. Even if you added Spider-Man to this game, which I'm pretty sure they're still supposed to be doing. Because they announced that a, a long, long time ago. I can't remember when that was, but that was announced some time ago. So even though I know that Spider-Man's on the way, it's not a problem of I don't have interesting characters to play. Because on their own, you know, you've got the Avengers. They're great characters, you know, Thor and Iron Man and uh, Captain America and Hulk and, and Black Widow and all these other characters. Uh, I guess they, they do have Hawkeye now, I think. It's not the characters that are the issue for me, it's just the gameplay. And I did see um, 
I can't remember how I saw I think some somebody was like commenting about the game on Twitter or something and I saw an updated clip of the gameplay um you know because I'm assuming they've patched things here and there since since I last played it so sometimes you got to give a bit of the benefit of the doubt of thinking okay if they've been because they've been doing these like weekly blog posts kind of things I only know that because of what I locked up um a few weeks ago about this extra grind thing that they're gonna add to the game uh, so they have been like doing things with it in like weekly war tables or whatever, whatever it is that they're going to be. I'm assuming that they're the missions or something. But I saw an updated gameplay video from some of the multiplayer or something like that. I think it was with Miss Marvel. It still just doesn't look like a very good game to me. It still looks like the same game I played nine, ten months whenever the beta was nine, ten months ago. So yeah, you can add Spider-Man to it. He's my favourite Marvel character, but that's just not gonna get me back, unfortunately. But as Jack pointed out here, you know he he, he enjoys the game, he enjoys playing it with his friends, and uh, I've got no reason to knock that, and I'm not going to. Uh, it's cool that you you know you, you might look back on that in I don't mean I don't know how old Jack is. He doesn't have to tell us, but um, you might look back on that in you know ten or twenty years, and that might become something nostalgic. So um yeah you gotta you gotta kind of cherish those things that you that you enjoy with people whether whether it's friends or family or both so i'm not gonna definitely not gonna knock against that but uh it's just i just don't have any interest to get back to that game they could add every single marvel character that's ever been created it's just the it's just the gameplay that doesn't hook me back in so uh any thoughts robert black panther uh, well, it's cool that uh, they're doing that. I don't know. Is that like a free DLC or is that a paid DLC? I don't know, actually. I think that's part of a, a DLC pack or something. I'm not completely yeah. sure. But I don't, I don't know, know that. You... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you have to I don't know if they would do it. Um, obviously, they don't have to do it, but it would be really cool if they did do it as part of that getting released. If they made a donation to uh, Chadwick Boseman's... Uh, Charity foundations um, so. for yeah. downloading that. Obviously, that would be a great thing. Mm. And like we've said multiple times on the podcast, we're never going to knock you for liking something if you like it. If you like yeah. it, you like it. That's yeah. awesome. Um, so hopefully, you know, you get your enjoyment out of it. And, you know, hopefully it's an enjoyable character to play with an enjoyable story arc. Outside of that, you know, I've never played the game and I don't really have that much interest in playing it. So we'll just have to go from there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's part of a paid pack or I don't know what's going on with that. So uh, we'll just have to see. But I don't need to worry about whether I have to pay for it or not because I'm not going to get it. So it doesn't particularly matter. But for those that do play the game, such as Jack, uh, you'll have to look that up yourself, unfortunately. I'm assuming if you play the game, then you already looked that up anyway. So um there we go with that. Uh, I do have next in my notes the PSVR 2 controllers, but let's continue with this uh, Square Enix thing. So this is where the disappointment comes in for me, because, you know, so far it's been Life is Strange, not quite sure how that's going to work. Avengers, Black Panther, not quite interested, or not interested at all. Tomb Raider, I really like Tomb Raider. They announced in this Square Enix, what was it called, Presents? It was a presentation, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Uh, that they are going to be doing the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, which is the modern day trilogy for PS5, basically. Now, I don't think you listened to last week's show. I'm not sure if you got around to, to doing that, because I know you've been busy with work and stuff. The one thing I said on last week's show, because I was, I was going through what was uh, announced to be shown in this, because they said that they were going to show, you know, Avengers Update, New Life is Strange, and I kind of debated on the podcast as to what might be shown in these different things the one thing i said uh 
about this Tomb Raider thing was if they if they come out and they say that the modern games are being remastered and that's it, I'll be very disappointed. But like I said if they go back and remaster the old games, you know, the original games on PlayStation 1, which is the ones that I want to play because I've already played these three games, I'll be very, very happy. Now they can do both, they can they can do either or they can do both. So they decided to not do both and they've gone with the definitive edition for the PS5 games. I am quite disappointed in that. This is supposed to be I think it's Tomb Raider's is it 25th anniversary, I think it is. Mm-hmm. This year. Um yeah I just don't know that that's quite enough. Now that's not to say that behind the scenes they might not be working on an original trilogy remaster. They might be doing that and we just don't know but it would have been cool for them to say something and and maybe again you know just just in terms of benefit of the doubt maybe it's too early to talk about it maybe that's not been in development long enough maybe they don't have a trailer or anything to talk about um but i would have liked an indication that it was happening because this is you know a presentation event uh so i am disappointed that they aren't doing the original trilogy of games i won't be playing the definitive edition because i've already played these games uh where do you stand on uh what they did here yeah, I've already played them, so I don't really have any need to play them again. Uh, outside of that, I'm not disappointed. I just seems like low effort. Hmm. You know, if they had remastered like some of the original ones, I would have been least interested in that. Uh, but past that, you know, it's kind of a meh for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to just want to compare for a minute, right? Uh, I read um, today on Twitter with this new Crash mobile game that's coming out. That it um, crashes, I think twenty, also maybe his twenty fifth year anniversary. What, what, one of the years of anniversaries for for Crash Bandicoot? Now, yeah, sure. This year we're gonna get a mobile game, and that's probably it. But we only had a new Crash Four game last year, and I wouldn't expect that game to be delayed a year just so it can kind of fit in with the anniversary. So we've we've already had the grand return of Crash Bandicoot. You know, we had the remasters of all the relevant older games we've had a proper sequel with crash 4 now we've had a mobile game i'm i'm satisfied on that front because we've had everything that we've kind of asked for and uh and that sort of thing but with tomb raider it's just sort of here's three games we already made we already did people have kind of played these games aren't old but they're not massively new and we're gonna stick those on ps5 for the anniversary now don't get me wrong if you've got a ps5 you miss the ps4 generation you want to play these games that's great for you but um just just doesn't quite uh doesn't quite do it for me so that's unfortunate um again before we move on to the uh psvr2 controllers which i feel deserves their own kind of spotlight and stuff i just want to go to the rumor mill section i haven't actually added this for quite some time because there hasn't been really anything to, to add to it uh so i haven't seen these things as, as confirmed there's there's been lots of reports uh, listed for these. Uh, Sony is considering closing uh, the PlayStation so- Store for PS3, Vita, and PSP. Um, now, I still intend on using my PS3 because I wanted to buy the older Ratchet and Clank games at some point, so I was gonna possibly do that. Uh, I did buy Toy Story 2, the video game, which is actually quite good on my PS3, so I've already got that. Um, the problem with doing this hang on a sec the problem with doing this is that the playstation 1 classics 
are locked on the PS3 and the PS Vita. Um, so, it, I, I mean, you talk about, like, you know, preserving games and that kind of thing. So if this is true and they do close the PS3 and the Vita store and the PSP store, um, you're not going to be able to digitally download or pay for um, those, those old PS1 classic games. Now, you can still buy the PS2 classic games. You can get those on PS4 and you can get those on uh, probably PS5 as well, I would imagine. Because that's how I've gotten things like the Jack and Dexter games that I've played uh, before. Um, so I would be disappointed if this did happen because I do still intend to use my PS3. I do still have a Vita lying around which I could still decide to use one day. But I just think that's going to be a bit of a crushing blow to the PS1 um, classic games. What do you what do you make of this? Uh, it it will in a bit. Um, it's one of those things that I don't really have that kind of a background in it. I never got mm-hmm. into the Sony handhelds. Um. I barely used my PS3. It was more of a, a Blu-ray player than anything else. Never owned the PSP or the Vita or any of those you know, peripherals. So I really couldn't comment too much on it. It sucks when games you can't play anymore. I would hope now that Sony is starting to put some of its games on PC that it might let Steam or some other company port those games over to Hopefully. a PC platform. Yeah. Um, just to get them, because we're seeing really good success with games like that, games like uh, Chrono Trigger and uh, Earthbound, games like that that are coming out on Steam very affordably. It really helps out um, the developers of those old games. Get some of those more classic titles in you know the mix. So, Yeah, I suppose the one thing they can do, because there's still going to be somewhere, I assume, in their database or in their operating system, where you can download these <clears throat> these PS1 classics. Mm-hmm. The only way you can really save those the, the you know the digital because you can still you know go out and buy a PS1 and buy uh, physical games, but no one's really gonna do that necessarily. Um, I mean, some people do, but you're not really gonna necessarily do that as much as you will buy the the digital games. <clears throat> the only way you can kind of save this necessarily is if you put those if you just make those. PS1 classic games available to buy on PS4 and PS5 because I get it you know we're into the PS5 generation and you've got these old three generations with PS3 Vita and PSP and they probably just want to focus on PS4 and PS5 so I I get kind of why I'm just a little bit nervous that what's going to happen to the option to buy those PS1 classic games because obviously if you've um, purchased the license already you can just probably download them and, and delete them on your systems whenever you whenever you want to, because um, you'd still have the license for it. Cause that, that's how mm-hmm. I think things like PT still work. Because if you if you bought the demo of PT when it was on the PlayStation Store, you can you've got the license to it, I think permanently. Uh, so you can still download download it and delete it as much as you want, because uh, it would just be in your library. Because uh, that's that's the same way that like uh, PS Plus games work, isn't it? Because they become unavailable, but then because you collected them or whatever they're just part of your library so we'll see but i hope that they do manage to figure out some way of doing that before they close these stores down again we don't have any sort of date for this and we don't know if this is fully confirmed but i think that it's kind of likely so we shall see we shall see but uh, it won't be closing today or tomorrow so don't panic about it just yet 
Microsoft is uh, continuing with the uh, the rumor mill. Uh, Microsoft is looking to acquire Discord for ten billion. Now I saw this reported from Push Square today. They were, I think, the only ones that put this information out. But I do trust Push Square. They post fairly reliable PlayStation news and you know ga- just gaming news and stuff. Um, I think it was Push Square anyway that I saw it from. Uh, what do you think of uh, if Microsoft decides to uh, get its wallet out again for Discord? Uh, wouldn't be the first time. Hell, it wouldn't be the tenth time. They did buy <laughs> uh, Skype a long time ago. Yeah, uh, that's been yeah. integrated into Windows Which 10. Using right now. Yep. Ironically enough, um, Teams is getting ready to probably supplant uh, Skype in terms of functionality. Teams is, of course, a Microsoft wholly created product. Um, honestly, it would just depend on if whoever is behind Discord is A, in the market to sell, B, if the check's big enough, um, mm-hmm. and C, whether or not they actually want to do it or not. Yeah. I mean, that has happened in the past where, uh, where companies have famously not sold and then, you know, is became worthless. I mean, think about it. when's the last time you used Foursquare? What's that? Well, that answers it the was, question. So. <laughs> uh, well, then there you go. It was an app that was really popular a long time ago to where you would geo-check in awesome. to a location. And if you did it enough times, you became like the mayor of this or the governor of that location. But it was all like coffee shops and you know bars and places like that. What, what year are we talking? That's a good question. Let me look that up because I'm going to have to think about That's that. not ringing a bell at all with me. So... I, I don't know when that would be. Um, but yeah, it makes it kind of... Now that I'm thinking of like... Uh, video chat services. Because you've got, they got Skype already. Which you can do video and you can do messages and stuff on. The main difference I suppose with Skype and something like Discord is... Discord does allow for like, you know, more community interaction. Now if Microsoft was looking to acquire something like Zoom... That would make no sense. Because Zoom is, I would argue almost exactly the same thing as skype it's just a different business doing it because the business competition um the same thing as like you know facetime or or whatever it's the same video call you can send messages kind of app i mean you can do facebook video calls and stuff like that so discord makes more sense definitely than something like zoom so uh yeah so did you find what you were looking for yeah it is called foursquare i'm looking up the history that the the I'm, assu- I'm assuming in my lifetime, I just wonder, like, post-2010, pre-2010? Uh, it was coined and created on March 12, 2010. Okay. So, a few months before I left high school. Yeah. So, very, very old. Yeah. Uh, the founder was a guy called Naveen Selva... I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. Selva Dury. Um, it uh, surpassed 750 million check June 2011, with the average of 3 million check-ins per day, blah, 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 redesigned in 2012, uh, 2014 company launched Swarm, a companion map to the guide, uh, I remember someone tried to buy it for like $2 billion back wow. in the day, and they declined, um, yeah, the as as late as 2016 from the metrics, they had uh, 50 million active users. So, mm. yeah, cool. Um, 
But yeah, what do you think of the whole um, uh, uh, Skype, Zoom, Discord comparison I kind of made? Uh, again, just depends. You never, we don't really know what uh, Microsoft's planning in the long run. Um, they obviously could keep buying video game companies, but I just don't see them doing that right now because they've got enough companies to set themselves up to where they could have like a legitimately have a triple A title released every single month. Mm. Yeah. If they got everything in line. I tell you what though, with um Xbox Live, excuse me, Xbox Live or I guess Xbox Network is what it's called now, uh which they announced they they renamed it to. Uh which fine, whatever. Um if Microsoft does go and get Discord, that will make PlayStation cuz what do they have the party up which is <laughs> just slow and really bad um that would make sony possibly need to look at like okay what can we do that is gonna be good i mean you can still do the same things you can still chat to your friends on playstation you don't need something special to do that and when i talk to um anyone that i'm playing cod with it's always in game chat so that you can have the banter or the you know um that kind of thing with the with the enemy team and your same team at the same time and you can't really do that in party chat so i've i don't really use party chat anyway because i just use the in-game chat but i know it might be different for different things so but we will see what microsoft decides to do with that um so let's move on from that talk about my last thing which is uh they announced psvr2 a couple of weeks ago that was when you were yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. That was when you were when you were here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we talked about you know their announcement of PSVR two, which is the the name currently. They might give it a different name, but I think PSVR two is fine. Uh, they did show some uh, photos this week for the controllers. Uh, I don't remember them giving a new specific name for these controllers because of course the PS five controller is called DualSense. Um, but yeah, if I'm to, cause I'm looking at the the pictures of it right now because I got it in my my Word document. I'm thinking about what the because don't forget everybody that the the Move controllers which we currently use for PSVR they came from the PS3, not from the PS4. They came from the they, those controllers are over ten years old. So it was I get that it was time for something new. The 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 Move controllers themselves themselves are still fairly good. They're still pretty good. They get what they need to get done, but the one major difference and it might seem like a small difference but when you use playstation move controllers and have the experience that i've had this will feel like a bigger deal the playstation move controllers do not have analog sticks now in order to move around in the playstation menus on your uh, ps4 you have to hold the trigger button or i think it's called the t button and use motion controls to navigate your playstation 4 bit awkward it gets the job done in the end bit awkward these new controllers have got analog sticks so finally they addressed that situation now i don't know if that will be more intricately tied in with um what you could do in game because now you've got some sticks that you can use Uh, i doubt it will be to like aim at anything because that's what the controllers will be for is when you move your cursor around on the screen if you're aiming a gun or something um, but all I kind of all I wanted the addition of on the move controllers was just just a D-pad. You don't need a full analog stick. Just a just a D-pad so I can navigate the PlayStation 4. But anyway, uh, they've been added to this one. The other difference with this, this is more sort of some sort of like uh, circle but chopped up a little bit kind of thing. It's got like these sort of um, 
circular type of handles on them. Uh, the controllers are a bit more sort of curved and everything. Uh, I still can see, you know, the PlayStation button and some of the other buttons as well. Uh, I'm assuming there's a T button on the other side, which you could probably use as triggers. Um, you saw these uh, pictures. What do you think of the uh, Move controller, uh, PSVR 2 controllers? Yeah, ergonomically, it is very, very aesthetically pleasing. It makes mm. a lot more sense. Um, it kind of is like a sphere, and the main grip is on the inside of the sphere. Yeah. So that way you can it, – it looks a lot more comfortable to hold. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't play the VR a lot or at all because I don't own one. Um, but it looks much more uh, functional in terms of the ergonomics. Yeah. Uh, whether or not it'll play better, we won't know until you know people start getting their hands on them. What the price is, we still don't know. But I don't, I don't see anybody finding that out for at least six months, if not a year. Mm. Um, outside of that, like I said, ergonomically it looks good, and we'll just have to see from there. Mm-hmm. See, I did get in terms of the price, because of course you got to pay for the the cam with the with the PSVR one system. You got to get the camera, the headset, the uh, processor box. I think comes with the headset, if I'm remembering. It's been a couple of years since I brought it. Uh, then you get all the wires, you plug all that stuff in, because there's just so many wires. The wires don't bother me as much as they bother other people, but they are they are an issue. I can see why they're an issue. Um, so you've got all that kind of stuff, you buy the, the camera, um, and everything like that. I'm wondering, so obviously the, the VR unit itself, the second one, is going to be pricey. Now, in terms of the actual move controllers, because you can play certain PSVR games without the move controllers, you just can't play certain games. Uh, without the the move controllers because you have to do separate hand movements for different things Uh, you can still play I think it was like Blood and Truth you could still play and uh, uh, like Tumble VR and a bunch of other ones I don't think that you could play now you wouldn't have been able to play Iron Man VR with with the the DualShock that would have been ridiculous but uh, I'm wondering because I got kind of lucky with um, the move controllers themselves because I got basically I got given money uh, not last Christmas, the one before that, and I thought, oh, you know, this might be a good chance for me to get the the move controllers. So I was lucky to be given money for Christmas to be able to go and get them. Uh, so that was how I ended up getting them, and then, of course, unlocked the door for me to play other games. Um, at the moment, the move controllers, I mean, they're going to be different priced in different places. They cost, I think, what was it? I think it was seventy pounds. Uh, each maybe, I think so. Sixty or seventy. I can't, I don't think that was as a pair. I can't quite fully remember if that was as a pair. I can just remember paying seventy pound for something, but I can't remember if that was the pair or the the separate ones. I think that was as a pair because otherwise that would have been yeah, like a hundred and something pounds. But uh, I'm expecting these to be. I mean, as a pair, probably. I don't know, maybe a hundred dollars. Is that a little bit too much? Um, Depends on if it's worth your money. I mean, I mean, what do everything you think, is. What do you think Sony will charge for for these? Uh, at a minimum, a hundred. I don't see them being any cheaper than what the new out of the box ones are selling for now, or if they've already started pulling them, than what they would be sold for if they were new. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's interesting at the moment though, because people can't really get hold of PS5s. Uh, games is obviously a bit different. This you can go and just 
digitally get a game, and that can never run out of stock. Um, but you can't really get hold of PS5s at the moment. Returnal's coming out very soon. Um, and then you've got these that are on the way. These aren't on the way until at least next year. They did say that before. Um, so we'll see. I just hope that, you know, COVID situation gets cleaned up a bit more or goes away entirely, hopefully, some point soon. And then uh, people can actually start to get their hands on these on these things, whether it's a PS5 or a VR controller or whatever. So we shall see. But yeah, like you said, it's basically if you if for those of you that aren't looking at a picture of it, it would look like you'd put your hand through probably the circle area at the front, put your hand on the sort of actual controller, probably put your finger underneath. Because I'm guessing there's probably a trigger there for like you know shooting games and stuff or to interact with things. And you would just use them like that. I do wonder, you know, with the sort of circle that's arching over the whole controller, if you need that for some sort of functionality or if that's just the design, because I kind of don't want that to get in the way if that's going to be the case. But we don't know how small that circle is going to be, I suppose. So it's, it's, it's all a bit of a guessing game at the moment, but uh, we shall see. Maybe, maybe there's something you can do with, like, rotating the controller and that kind of helps or something i'm obviously just guessing but we shall uh, honestly we shall the circles that go around there kind of look more like wrist guards um than anything else maybe and they probably maybe. help with the structural uh, they're probably just structure points hmm. yeah. for rigidity yeah i just hope they don't make the controllers too wide so i, I mean uh, it's impossible to tell with the hand model that they're using you yeah, don't know if yeah. that's a full-grown human being or a super tiny person mm-hmm. so yep We'll see at some point in the future, whenever that's going to be. Uh, that's all of my stuff. Uh, we do have something interesting to do in a little bit, a little kind of, not really a game, just a little thing we've got in a, in a little bit. But uh, let's finish off the news section first. What would you like to talk about? Uh, well, first off, we have an update from a story that you've probably seen or heard talked about on other podcasts. Uh, for those people that don't know, a user going uh, online by the name of... Uh, where was it? He just posted it here. Da, 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 da. Toaster CX also goes by Toast. Claimed they found a way to reduce the load time for GTA Online's loading screen by up to seventy percent. Hmm. Uh, they posted a mod patch for the modded PC versions, with the caveat that it was an unsupported proof of concept and not for casual use. The update is that G uh, that Rockstar not only took that programming, tested it confirmed that it worked they have officially implemented the patch now and players are noting huge improvements online uh, he did post a detailed analysis of what went wrong i did a quick look of it it's coding way beyond my skill set uh, basically the breakdown is is that there was a single thread cpu bottleneck holding things up he also said the competent developer should have discovered it in no less than a day and GTA Online is how long now? And I've always complained about how slow the load times are on it. Um, but he, <laughs> yeah, nothing new. Um, the the good news is is that he was awarded ten thousand dollars for that under their bug squash reward program. Technically, it wasn't a bug um, because it didn't. It wasn't like a game break or anything like that. Right. But Rockstar decided to make the exception because of the quality of life improvement for anybody playing GTA Online. And now that that patches out, um, it, the article doesn't say if that's strictly just for PC, 
But I got to figure they saw that and then saw the similarities with consoles. So I might have to fire up GTA Online again and see if the login takes forever or if that got smoothed out. Cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, he kind of did somebody's job for them. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm happy for him that they got paid. Um, you can debate as to whether or not the amount of money he's got paid is is fair. Well, we'll I think the 10000 is like their set fixed amount, regardless oh, of okay. the no, I, I, I wasn't yeah. saying I had a problem with it. I was just saying you could debate it, obviously. But uh, Oh, I, yeah, I if, think you should have gotten paid way more, but that was their established amount for bug fixes, which technically didn't even qualify, but they went ahead and paid him anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus it's Rockstar and... That is yeah. nothing to them. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a real dent. Yeah, in he's their, not going to be he's not going to be account. putting Rockstar out of pocket. So, because <laughs> they, they probably got that within the last hour, five seconds, five seconds. Yeah, um, but no, he kind of did some. I I did see this by the way, uh, in in the news. Um, as you as you mentioned that I might have done. Um, but obviously you put it in in your notes, which is cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he kind of did somebody's job for them. So, yeah, you kind of should pay him for that, um, I guess, which is cool. It's cool they've got, like, a rewards, because you said, like, a rewards program thing they've got uh, installed for that, which is cool. And, hey, 70% is not a small percent. That's, that's no, quite, that that's is quite, a, quite lot. a lot. Yeah, it's way, way over half. Um, so, yeah, that might that might significantly help. Um them with, with that so and that, that's something you can heck that's something you could probably put on your cv as well like i i've made gta 5 or gta online 70 percent faster uh you know if he's going for any kind of it job or game development job or something um that's definitely something you could you could put on there but uh yeah ten thousand dollars is uh is pretty cool so congratulations did did you say what the guy's name was or is that not he, his thing? online thing is toast. Okay, toast. So congratulations and uh, enjoy that toast, I suppose. Um, yeah, I just did the quick math on that. Uh, let's assume you had a three-minute uh, load time. That took that from three minutes to 54 seconds. Cool, cool. So again, good stuff. Good to see uh, people doing good things in the world and not... Uh, harassing or hurting each other which we see too much of so uh cool what else do you want to talk about today well speaking of getting paid if your minecraft skills are far you know above everybody else's uh there's a uk company uh called what's shed who is looking to hire a team of virtual landscapers who can give players advice on how to improve their in-game outdoor space this company is primarily focused on advice on outdoor building Buildings like sheds and workshops, as well as greenhouses, and with the pandemic keeping everybody inside, it's likely a good portion of people might be doing this online. Applicants need to have experience with Minecraft already, although not necessarily with landscaping. They do need to be able to demonstrate a passion for gardening and the outdoors. Proficiency with shears is probably not required. Uh, this is a legitimate uh, site that you can sign up for to try to get a job as a Minecraft landscaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Have you cut off? Uh, I yeah, I was just waiting for your response. Oh, so. yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I was just I was thinking of my uh, nephew as you were talking about all this uh, Minecraft stuff because he likes to 
he likes to play it in that. Um, he'd probably be quite good for that. I don't know. So yeah, it's a whatshed.co.uk. So you never know. Yeah, yeah. Don't think my niece plays it. She's more. Um, she's my my. I tell you what. I tell you what. My niece is ridiculously good at Fortnite. Um, to the point. I, I remember not to change the subject too much. I'm just kind of talking about my niece and nephew, I suppose. Um, I remember when we were allowed to have like households meet each other and stuff in August. And um, my sister and my niece and nephew came over because, of course, they they live together as a family and stuff. And I was really trying. I, I remember when she she started playing. It was me, my niece, and my nephew. I'm not going to say what their names are, whatever. Just my niece and nephew. And we got into this like uh, custom map kind of thing where where it was the three of us fighting each other instead of a hundred people. And I was I was honestly trying to pull out all of my effort to get her and you you know some of them Fortnite players that can just build like just crazy fast she's she's one of them basically and i was like my i was like yeah my 10 at that time was she 10 years old no she would have been 10 years old the next month my nine-year-old niece is legitimately beating me at Fortnite, but hey she put worked up the, the skill to to do all that kind of stuff same thing with my um nephew you know he was kind of uh yeah, uh, he he went to show me what he'd built in uh, Minecraft and stuff, and uh, I mean I've not really played the game myself, so I understand the you know mechanics of Fortnite because I've actually played it a few times. Minecraft, I've dipped in for maybe, maybe ten minutes just to see what it was like, so I don't understand all of the um, mechanics of Minecraft because I've simply just not played it as much. But he was showing me all this cool stuff, and he was basically Aquaman because he had this trident thing, and he was going in the water, and it was it was quite cool. But uh, kids can be really, really good at video games. And, uh, yeah, just uh, I hope that, uh, you know, everyone that signs up for this thing has a good time and that. And uh, they're able to, to get something cool out of it. So, but, uh, yeah, just I, it's, it's great that they're so good at games. I'm happy that they are. But uh, it's, just, it's just crazy. So, um, have you got any, like, nieces and nephews or younger younger sort of family members uh, that play I... games? Yeah, I mean they're they're all much much older. Um, I'm gonna be 47 this year, and I am the second oldest of about 20 cousins. I think the youngest one is 23. Okay. But they all have tons of kids, so gaming's not that uncommon. Um, I was always the better gamer among my cousins growing up, um, just because that was the thing that I had a knack for. Plus, this is also back in the Nintendo and Super Nintendo era, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just say the the website one more time so people know. Uh, yeah, it was whatshed.co.uk. Okay, so go over there and uh, good luck to everybody. So that's that. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, for gamers on a laptop, you might want to double and triple check and make sure that if you think an application's closed, that it's actually closed. Mm-hmm. This is a report coming from PC World's testing on the new Microsoft Surface Pro 7 with the 11 processor and on the Microsoft uh, laptop, Surface Laptop 3. Um, they discovered really, really inconsistent uh, battery life issues, and they were able to track the culprit down to the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Uh, according to their testing, the battery life on the Surface Pro 7 went down 20% with the with the Epic Game Store supposedly closed but still running hidden in the taskbar. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the the Surface Pro 3 was still running significantly less. I mean, it was only 8%, but still an 8% drop in battery life is about an hour. And the 20% is a little over two on the respective ones. Uh, they did similar testing with the Steam app running on both, and it had little to no effect. Whether or not this will affect all laptops is really just kind of dependent on the laptop and the battery life. There's a lot of different factors. Their testing only shows those two, but I'm sure as more and more with uh, testing going on, they'll probably see similar similar results because I can't imagine the coding being radically different between a Microsoft tablet and a Microsoft laptop. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You got to check your taskbar for these these things. I mean, I don't have to worry as much about uh, battery life because most of the time this laptop is on this desk. Uh, plugged in it's only if i if if i feel like you know i'm gonna watch background watch a show and uh you know make some notes or something or if i'm gonna play cod and you know when, when i'm when, when we're in, re- in between rounds or if i'm died or something then i can do other notes and things but that usually isn't for more than at max a couple of hours and this laptop is fine with that so i never really have any battery life issues uh, I did have to get a new battery, I think it was last year, because this laptop just started it dying like really, really quickly. And I didn't want to use the option of taking the battery out and just leaving it plugged into the mains. I just didn't want to do that, so I bought a new battery, which has worked really well s- since. Um, but yeah, some, if even if you click that X button on applications, you still got to open the taskbar sometimes, right-click it, click on quit, and then... Uh, then it should be closed. So, because uh, I do that with, because like when I like when we finish this podcast, or when I finish a podcast with someone I'm on Skype with, so like David or somebody else, in order for me to get um, a bit of the, uh, you know, t- so the laptop runs a little bit better, I do make sure Skype is like fully closed. So I hang the call up, go into the taskbar, and then close it. Um, even like the recorder, I go in there and make sure that's like quit and everything. Uh, just so that when I'm saving the episode in Audacity, or if I'm doing the uh, the draft on the um, like the podcast draft on the on the website thing, uh, so that all just like runs a little bit quicker and stuff. But that's not a, like a battery life thing for me. That's just me wanting applications closed so the others run a bit better. Because this this ain't the as I've <laughs> discussed before, this isn't the greatest running laptop, but it uh, it gets the job done for what I do on here, which is the podcast and stuff. So, um, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't own a laptop anymore. I had one back in the day, but I just quit using it. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to trade it for a PS4 a while back when I realized I hadn't powered it on in two years. I was just running everything off my PC. And that's even gotten further now um, since I finished my new build last year. And this PC is awesome. Uh, I use one for work. I program a lot of them for work. But, you know, I, but I'm in the same way with computer stuff like when we end this call i have to go into the taskbar and quit skype because if i just click on the x it just runs in the background yeah um i'll do that with a couple other things so Mm -hmm. the other thing as well if i if i know so let's say like yesterday i did the um uh, dc podcast and i knew it was going to be solo i knew i had nothing else planned with anybody else in that day i had no like geek town to do or, or on monday or anything so even when i boot up the laptop it does automatically start Skype, which is what I want it to do. Because in case like I turn it on to talk with you or David, so I want when I turn the laptop on, 
because uh, sometimes with the the recorder, if I've got Skype running, not necessarily open, but just running in the background, there has been occasions in the past where if I press record, it will stop the recording because I th I think that it thinks because Skype is running and there's no call going that the call is ended because that's that's happened before and I've closed Skype and not had any issues with that since. Because uh, I've gotten like three or four minutes into a podcast and it just sort of cuts out. Because I, I I think that it thinks that Skype is because Skype is running and there's no call active because I'm not actually using it. It cuts out the recorder, so I do have to go into the taskbar and click uh, click quit. So yeah, just make sure you're doing that with your applications and uh, especially seemingly with with the Epic Games one with the Epic Games Store. Make sure you've got it quit so that uh, you can have your better battery life. So. There you go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is, of course, the game I've been playing a lot, Valheim. And I am not the only one. The game has been launched uh, for only six weeks in early access on Steam. And it has surpassed six million copies sold since early February. Um, so that milestone has made it the best-selling new IP of 2021. And... If it stays in the category of new IP, it might be the best-selling game of the year. Um, under With a development update today, the team at Iron Gate said they uh, were thankful for everybody for their support. They're still working on bug, bug fixes and other issues, uh, but they did say that their roadmap, Hearth and Home, should be on schedule to be released sometime soon. A Hearth and Home is going to focus on crafting, uh, new foods, new buildings, things like that. Um, new seeds to plant and farm for the new foods. Uh, there's no specific date on that yet, but it will be the first one out. Um, they're hoping to get it out in a couple of months, So, but they've got a really long roadmap. A really ambitious one, considering how small the team is, but they've announced uh, four big updates, so we'll just have to see where it goes from here. Um, if you're a fan of either Shadow of the Colossus or Minecraft, definitely give this game a check out. It's very affordable, $20 US, so it's like 15 and a half UK pounds. Um, so yeah, it's not the hardest game, not the hardest game to play, but you do have to do a lot of research in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, a good selling game with a active roadmap, like you said, is uh, is a very very good sign. I mean, not only is that you know one of Either of those things is is usually a good sign, but given it's sold really really well, it's got a roadmap for you know these updates and stuff, which you said always gives players new things to look forward to. So uh, yeah, it's great that the game's got some some good success going for it. Uh, maybe I'll check it out one day. You know, you've given it a lot of good uh, word of mouth, and other people have as well. But uh, of course, I'm in the middle of uh, some of my other games, so uh, we, I'll 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 try it out one day. Just uh, just not right now. So. But, uh, but are you happy with what they've said here? Yeah. Um, like I said, it's a game that you can power through if you want, but it's much more enjoyable for uh, you know the slow play. Also, the most of the bug fixes they're going for right now are for multiplayer because there's a lot of server stability issues because mm -hmm. everybody wants success. Uh, nobody expects to sell six million copies in six weeks for a brand new ip that nobody's ever heard of before from a company that doesn't really have much of a cv so we'll just have to see you know how much they can get done on the back end to make the networking stuff more productive and that will 
I'm sure affect a lot of the hearth and home stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So we'll see how all that goes for uh, Valheim. Valheim is it called? Valheim. Valheim. Yeah. Valheim. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how all that goes for that. Uh, did you say that was the last thing that you've got? Yeah, that's the last thing I had. Okay, uh, well let's get into, I've already told Robert what, what we're going to do, what I've got planned. Uh, you don't know which games I've got them written down, so that's going to be the surprise part, I suppose. Um, and the viewers don't know what I'm about to say, so it was h- half a surprise for Robert, surprise for everybody else. And of course I planned all this anyway, so uh, of course I know what's going to happen. Um, so Entertainment Talk, for those of you that don't know, has got a rating system. We usually have must play or must see, depending on if it's a game or something that you watch. Because, uh, of course, must play for a game or must see for a TV show or a film. Uh, then we have um, Don't Skip, which is the next one, which is, the I guess, the, the second uh, option. Then you've got Possible Skip, and then the worst of the worst, which is Skip, which means just completely don't bother with this thing. Uh, again, at the, at the end of the day, it's only a suggestions thing. You can watch or play whatever you like. But, uh, you know, I'm here to we're here to judge things and judge products on Entertainment Talk. And that is how that works. So I've got that written down. So what I've got, I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. Uh, we're simply going to go through them, and uh, I'll mention what the game is. And me and Robert are going to give a ratings thing for them. Some of these games I don't know if you've played, so that will be interesting. But I've played uh, all but one of these. Um, you've definitely played one of them. Um, in fact, we've yeah, we'll we'll see what we have and haven't played once we get through. Uh, so the first one I go to is Spec Ops: The Line. So let's let's go to the first part first. Have we heard of this game? So I have heard of it. I have played it. Have you heard of Spec Ops: The Line? I have heard of it. I have not played it. Okay, so you can't necessarily give a ratings one for that. Uh, I do remember playing this game. Uh, when was it? I think it was pre twenty ten, maybe roughly around that around that time period. Uh, phenomenal game. Really, really good. I would give that a uh, must-play rating. So that's the first one. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is the next one. Did you? I come. You did play that, didn't you? I remember. Yeah. Uh, what would you give that? I want to give it a must-play, but I wasn't able to really get into the control scheme, so that really pulled me out of it. So I'm going to put that between. I'm you know slightly unenthusiastic. Could play. Okay. Cool. So maybe like a don't skip sort of sounds yeah, like. And, yeah, and an unenthusiastic don't skip just because it's more a me issue than the game issue. Okay, cool. I had a game go with must play. I think, I mean, there's three games that have always stuck out to me in the PS4, Xbox One generation. The ones that have stuck out for games that I think just kind of pushed the medium forward. Actually, four games. Last of Us 2, Witcher 3, Red Dead Redemption 2, Crash Bandicoot 4. So those are the games I'd go with for that. So obviously Red Dead's included here, so I'd go with the must-play. Uh, the Witcher 3 is the next one I've got written down, which is one of the other games I just mentioned. I'd give it a must-play. Don't worry, all, not not all these games are must-play for me. I'm just mentioning that now. Uh, but Witcher 3, I would give it a must-play. Uh, you did play it. You had similar issues with, with this, what you did with Red Dead. It wasn't quite yeah. for you, but uh, what would you give that? Actually, this one I would upgrade to a must-play, just because I could see the potential there, and it drove me nuts that I couldn't get my brain to make the game controls work. Um, no denying that if you love RPGs, you should at least try it. Oh, yeah. Um, 
obviously if the mechanics don't work out for you then you might not have a whole lot of enjoyment for it and i never try to force myself to like a game that's one of the games where i might make an exception but i just wish the controls would have clicked for me mm-hmm. cool so that's that one i'll go must play uh this one i can't give a rating for is valheim uh, is the next one i've got written down i wrote it down because you've mentioned playing it in the last two weeks uh what would you give it for, for that, yeah Valheim. obviously i would give it a must play with the understanding that if you like either minecraft or shadow of the colossus you will be able to see the influences in this game but it's on a whole nother level mm-hmm. um, obviously shadow of the colossus is a very old dated game um, they did bring it back to PS4. Unfortunately, they didn't remaster it, which it really needed, because it had a lot of the bad controls from the original game. Um, and obviously, this one isn't that, because you can upgrade your gear. It's a lot of crafting. It's a lot of slow progress, unless you get in like on a server with a team of like six or seven people, and then you can kind of plow through it. Um, it does not hold your hand, and it does not tell you what to do. And that's actually the whole premise of the game, is that when you wake up in this realm after being killed, you remember nothing. So you don't know what a rock is till you pick up a rock. You don't know what a branch is till you pick up a branch. And then once you pick up enough things, you can figure out how to combine them together to make tools. So there's no jumping ahead, no skipping ahead. You got to go through the process. So mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I would give it a skip. It, it, for me, it's mainly. I mean, I did a podcast a few weeks ago. I'd encourage you to check it out. Um, called the the Fall of Assassin's Creed. It's basically going through the history of the games where I f- felt uh, things went wrong, um, and just kind of comparing, you know, the the newer games to the the, the first few games and how drastically things have changed. Um, but that's more of a. I think functionally as a video game, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is great. It's a bit too grindy for me. I've I felt with the last four or five Assassin's Creed games. Sorry, not with the last four or five. Last two or three Assassin's Creed games. They're sort of changed with this grindy level uh, level gating kind of thing that they did. Um, was very very weird and very un Assassin's Creed like. Uh, I never reviewed Valhalla, but I never did actually finish it anyway. Um, I would give it a skip mainly because just what they did with the story of Desmond was very very disappointing. And just just how much the series have, has gone away from what it was, uh, I'd I'd give it a skip. But you uh, you did finish Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so what would you give it? I did finish it. I would give it a soft should play. I mean, I know again that's not one of our ratings, but I find that's more <laughs> descriptive. I think they definitely could have pulled two or three elements out of the game and not lost anything from it outside of the grind. Mm-hmm. And it is a very, very grindy game, and I normally don't like grindy games. Um, uh, fortunately, it's not a grind that holds you back. In fact, once you get to a certain level outside of finishing a couple, three things, you don't really have that level cap. Um, you got to get a few skills in. you got to get a few points in to different places. But it's not nearly as bad as you described it with the other games, which I didn't play. I played a little bit of Black Flag. I didn't play Origins. I didn't play um, the one before Origins, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I mean, if you're invested in the series, go ahead and play it. If you've missed the last couple of three games like I did, it's all right. It's got some moments. It's got some enjoyable things, but I wouldn't definitely not put it as a must play. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I'd give it, I'd give that one a skip rating. Uh, Mirror's Edge. Um, I didn't specifically write down one or two. I just sort of wrote down Mirror's Edge, but they're kind of very similar. But let, let's just go with the first one. Um, I really, really enjoyed both of them anyway. I'd give them both... I think I'd give the first a must-play and the second a don't skip. Which basically is me recommending the game anyway. It's just on a different level of recommendation. Um, the second one gets a couple of things slightly wrong. But at, it, at its core, it's still the good Mirror's Edge that I remember. I mean, the DNA of that series is going to live on through Dying Light 2, which I'm looking forward to. Because um, EA's not bringing back... Mirror's Edge, they don't care about it. Um, so, yeah, but uh, did you... I don't remember if you've played either of those games. I did play the first one. I didn't play the second one. I do have a slight amount of motion sickness when it comes to video games. So oh. a first-person parkour game like that right. kind of made me a little nauseous. Um, I definitely understand the potential of it. Unfortunately, I would have to give it a... Uh, skip not a hard skip just a soft one just because that first person parkouring is so jarring if you're not used to it um plus the game is very anti-combat and it's real easy to uh get into that oh i gotta fight combat mode as opposed to the oh i gotta skip 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 dodge 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 run away run away which is so counterintuitive to so much of all other gameplay uh, but I mean, if you're looking for something completely different, that definitely qualifies as something completely different. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, if you've played uh, the first two games, there is a Dying Light one that you can go and play. So uh, that just basically throws zombies in and has a obviously a different world. But uh, it's fundamentally, it's very, very Mirror's Edge. It very much has the same DNA, but it just throws weapons and and zombies at you. Which uh, is all good with me. So, <laughs> uh, Next one is Bubsy 3D. Now I deliberately wrote in here a bad game. This Bubsy 3D. I played I think maybe an hour of it or so. When I was younger. Uh, this is one of the worst games I've ever played. It's probably. It, it, I think this is kind of widely known. Like critically. To be one of the worst games ever made. The camera controls alone. Are some of the worst you'll probably ever find in a game. Uh, the music is awful. There's uh, everything that a game could get wrong, it does get wrong. Um, that the characters really awkward to control. And I, I know we're talking about a PS One era of games, but you also had some damn good PlayStation One video games that I could sit here and name. But you know, whatever. Um, you know, P- the PS One's made some of the best games I think that have been that have been made and birthed birthed some of the best franchises that 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 still live today in uh, in video games but yeah in terms of the 90s remasters of Bubsy that's not one that we need to have uh got and you could go and maybe remaster Bubsy the 3D that the first game and maybe you can make it so so much better but uh, nobody's really asking for that necessarily uh but the controls the platforming the camera controls the music everything was awful so obviously i'd give that a skip rating uh what's your history with with bubsy do you know it or anything never heard about it in my life uh, for the record the worst video game ever made was superman 64 for the n64 okay. that's a bar that'll never get surpassed what what was wrong with that um, game or is it just everything literally everything <laughs> okay what paula if you, if you want to get tortured with bad 
everything. Pull up some YouTube videos of that. It is literally the Super Mario Brothers movie of video games. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I, I only saw like a minute of that film or whatever. Yeah, and you still don't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 wondering if I should make that. Not that it's looked at as a classic because it's definitely not, but uh, it fits with the old film criteria. I wonder if I should make that a classic reviews. Not to take it any sort of seriously, not to give it any sort of quick critical review, but just talk about it. But uh maybe I'll do it to where, you know, I watch that film in the background while I do something else so I'm not totally wasting my time and I still so I have a recollection of the film I don't know we'll, we'll see I've I've other things to do in the meantime but yeah. uh, I don't know so we'll see uh, but yeah Bubsy 3D is really awful really really awful so uh, and the last game I got written down here is uh, Jack and Daxter now I did recently attempt to go back to this game I did actually do a Twitch stream again you can watch the archived footage on YouTube it's available on there uh, I don't know if I'll do another stream I don't know if I'll return to the game I do like this game I just don't really like the the, the camera gets on my nerves a bit got on my nerves a bit the controls I don't think are quite smooth enough it's a PS2 game I know it's not you know it's not a modern game necessarily um but i don't i just couldn't quite get hold of the controls but you know jack and dexter are great character or jack and daxter are great characters um the story was relatively interesting the world was kind of cool i just couldn't it's a bit like you know your your issue with red dead 2 and witcher 3 which is like you couldn't quite get your hand get used to the controls it's like that for me with with, with jack and daxter it looked like a promising game but i just couldn't quite get a hold of it so, uh, what about Jack and Dexter for you? Hadn't played any of them. Like I've said before, I was never really in the PlayStation ecosystem most of my life. Mm-hmm. I had a one, I had a PS one briefly. Um, eventually got rid of it. Never had a two. Had a three that I used as a video player. I have a four, but outside of the exclusives or when my buddy Jordan wants to game online, I hardly ever fire it up. Um. I've been gravitating more towards the PC side, uh, mostly because I can play a game, not Valheim, but Valheim, and have something going on on the second monitor and just really kind of enjoy the the fruits of my labor from my PC build. Um, And I'm already thinking about making a new build, but I know I'm not going to do that because until the supply problem gets sorted out with everything, there's no reason to even try to spec that out. Mm Mm-hmm. And even then, I could probably just throw another graph, a better graphics card in there, and get the results that I'm looking for. So, um, yeah, never played it, so I can't really rate it on anything like that. Okay, I'd probably give it a possible skip. If if you can get a handle on the controls, you'll probably have a good time. But um, it's not excellent, and it's not bad. So there's that. Uh, let's go to the. So that's it. Uh, I did quite enjoy doing that actually, talking about some games we've not. Sometimes we've just not mentioned some of these on the show, like we've never talked about Bubsy before, uh, and some of the other games. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll do it again at some point. I think it's because there's tons and tons and tons of games we could throw into this list, a uh, mix of what we have and haven't played, and uh, kind of do it again. So we'll see. But uh, did you enjoy doing that? It was kind of fun. Yeah, sounds of fun. Yeah quite good uh so that's that part of the episode let's conclude the episode with some emails some feedback questions comments concerns 
whatever you'd like to talk about. Uh, before we get into that, thank you all very, very much for uh, allowing us to get to episode 250. I can't believe I've talked about games for 200, 250 hours. I mean, I've talked about games for more than 250 hours because of all the other times in my life I've talked about games. But uh, it's pretty good. So it's the longest, one of our longest running shows, if not the longest running uh, alongside probably the Walking Dead podcast, which we've covered since the back half of season six, because that's now in the third half of season ten. Uh, the CW shows, which we've covered for a few years, um, and some others as as well. But uh, this podcast used to be called something else. It used to be Xbox the All in One. Uh, I decided to not end the episode count, keep that going, because it was fundamentally the same podcast. We just decided to change it to All Systems instead of Xbox. So, uh, and uh, here we are 250 episodes later. Uh, Robert, you joined around episode, is it 55 or so? About uh, that. It, about it's that. been at so, least four years, so. Yeah, I mean, Entertainment Talk's been running for almost five years. I think you joined just after the first year, maybe, or so. Because um, mm-hmm. I had some other co-hosts, obviously, before you, and they, they kind of moved on and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so you've been around here for almost 200 episodes roughly so um yeah what do you think of getting to episode 250 uh i'm shocked like i said i'm gutted (laughs) that i wasn't able to make it last week to you know make it you know we didn't have to have 249 and a half but you know it is what it is can't Mm -hmm. control life yeah um but yeah hopefully we can get going um still doing some research on a couple other things that i've got cooking in the background but with this new job taking up so much of my time those kind of got backburnered um, hopefully I'll be able to get them out and about soon. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'm I'm working on uh, stuff that people don't know about as well, uh, which is some episodes. <clears throat> excuse me, episodes for the fifth year anniversary. I've recorded I think three or four things that nobody knows about. You'll see those in a couple of weeks because it'll be within that week of the the sixth of April. So, yeah. But again, thank you all for 250 episodes, and let's get to these emails. Uh, you can send those in to MatthewAndEntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. So we already got to Jack's email, which is talking about the Avengers game. Uh, ben has a question. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but I do want to read out his question. Uh, so Square didn't announce a remaster for the Tomb Raider games, and judging by last week's show, Matt will be disappointed. I am. Uh, how does Robert feel, and did he play to any of the Tomb Raider games? So we kind of did already talk about this. I was me- I meant to pull this email in when we went to talk about it, but uh, just to just to sort of change the topic within that, do you think that they are working on the remasters for the original games? Possibly. Maybe somebody at the company is doing it as like a fun side project. Hmm. I don't think a lot of resources are getting devoted to it. Just because they're, the differences between those games and the games now are night and day. Yeah. Um, outside of the main character and the main kind of premise, they're not even really the same IP. There wasn't, you know, the intricate story, the crafting, any of that stuff. Um, they might do it. But I'm not holding my breath on it. Yeah, yeah. But it would go with a theme that I've been talking about for months if not a year or so the 90s remasters of of video games uh, which has been very 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 successful and tomb raider slots right into that yet again so uh, it would make a lot of sense and we'll see what happens with that uh the last email that we got is from harrison good old harrison is back um 
congratulations uh, congrats on 250 episodes thank you very much and thanks for all the entertainment not quite sure if that's a pun but i appreciate you uh being thankful for all the entertainment anyway because half of the company's name is entertainment of course entertainment talk uh but you're very welcome for all the entertainment we we, we try to entertain you and inform you and uh give recommendations and reviews and whatever else uh me and my son look forward to your episodes every week well you're very very welcome we hope you continue enjoying the episodes and uh keep writing in keep writing in stuff me and robert love when you do i mean we, we all love when you write in you know me, me and david enjoy the feedback for the walking dead episodes that we get we're looking forward to doing that tomorrow uh we love when you guys write in and talk about uh, different games that you've played or asking for suggestions or w- w- whatever it is within, within the world of games uh, asking our thoughts on news different news things or whatever and uh yeah it's it's kind of interesting almost w- within a couple of weeks of each other because unfortunately this didn't quite line up for the fifth anniversary which is the 6th of april but um you know we have that within the space of a couple of weeks we've got the 250th episode of this show and in, an, in a couple of weeks, we've got the uh, fifth anniversary of entertainment talk. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 weird that we've gotten this uh, that we've that we've been doing this far. And uh, I intend to do this for a long, long time, as for, for as long as I can, really, and until something kind of gets in my way, you will keep getting entertainment talk podcasts. Because I've said to people before. That even even if one day let's let's say one day I wake up or whatever I have a thought that like I don't really want to kind of do this anymore. Let's let's just say I have that thought. L- literally the next day, if I play or watch something, I'm gonna want to talk about it because that's just I I love talking about all this stuff that I consume. You know the TV shows, the games, the films. Talking about Man United, whatever. I love that's what i want to do at the moment so in terms of you know there's there's days where i think like oh you know is it worth it is it is it you know is you know is it kind of going well that sort of thing you're gonna question yourself now and again on those sorts of things it's just how we work as humans you know we we put ourselves down and we pick ourselves up and that kind of thing um depends on the person and the situation but yeah it would just be a simple case where let's let's say tomorrow posted a walking dead and i said that that's it on Thursday, I'd probably think like, oh, I want to talk about some DC thing or review a film. So, entertainment talk's still there. So, I'm still going to just go back to it. Because uh, there isn't anything else I want to do at the moment. Um, so, why would I Why would I stop? And it's been a success. So, there's no reason for any of this to stop right now. So, uh, Robert, any thoughts on everything I just kind of talked about? Yeah, I mean, it's been a blast doing this. I was uh, doing a podcast back in 2008, but I had to shutter it just because I would try to get a guest in and something would happen and they'd have to bounce after a couple, three weeks and I could never really get consistency on it. And the platform that I was using at the time made a radical change to where they actually wanted it to be like a broadcast broadcast. So you could upload clips and then just do like live sound reactions um and then they changed their formatting i'm guessing they were trying to get as many people onto the service as possible before hitting you with costs and they did it to where they switched it from a free to a subscription and the lowest tier subscription you were limited to two file uploads and a 30 minute broadcast time and it just was not going to pay for itself this Mm -hmm. was long before patreon or donations or anything like that was even a concept with anything um and i had just gotten out of it for the so for the longest time until you randomly posted on one of the facebook groups about that 
and it just kind of went from there. Yep. Then we here we are today. So, mm-hmm. um, I but by the way, just speaking of the like pay method or whatever i know you can listen to all of our podcasts for free either on entertainment talk or uh you know if you search for us on podcast platforms the only things you are optional to pay for are the ad free podcasts and that so you can still listen to everything completely for free i hate by the way i want to do like not openly you know just just kind of say this i've clicked on links for things before of like oh this person's got this opinion about this this thing whatever it is I click on, and more websites have been adopting this, and I hate this option, this method option, of you can like subscribe to them for free for seven, you know, seven days or something, and then you pay three pounds a month. Do you want traffic or not? Because I, I, I get the whole Patreon thing. The Patreon thing's different. Usually that's for like exclusive things, or if it's like you, you get early access to something, like maybe a few, few days later. But for a website that posts a blog post. I I I really 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 don't like that method. I'm, I remember clicking on that because uh, it, it was something to do with that show called Emily in Paris, which I ended up watching. And it said about like you shouldn't hate watch it because it will affect Netflix. And I thought, okay, how why do they think that that's gonna can happen? And I was interested in the opinion. I clicked on it. I literally went to scroll down, and then this like pay thing came up. I could click continue and, and you know subscribe for free for a week, but then it was like, why would why would I pay like a subscription to read stuff off your website i really really hate that it really kind of annoyed me as well and i i ended up closing the link and never going back to that website so i i get some people are, are fine with with kind of doing that and everything but uh i really hate that so yeah because that website isn't getting my future traffic so yeah <clears throat> But uh, anyway, uh, that's it for the episode. Uh, not to be... I didn't mean to end it too negatively or whatever. It's fantastic that we're at 250 episodes. And uh, almost at five years worth of content. But you can listen to all of our podcasts completely free on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also go to uh, uh, your podcast platform of choice. Hopefully we're on there. If we're not, let us know. Search for Entertainment Talk. Get yourself subscribed. And uh, listen to our content on those things. Robert, thank you very much for being on so many episodes with me. And for doing so many episodes with me. Not just of this show, but other shows as well. Uh, I do massively appreciate you. You take the time out to to be here. And that's uh, fantastic. And uh, we'll be back again next week in another episode. In the meantime, like I said, you can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts as well uh, so check all those out there is an international break by the way so if you don't see any new united cast episodes in the next two weeks because there's been no games so yeah so to keep that in mind uh, if you like what you've heard today uh, and you want to support entertainment talk it's not required but you can do it if you want to support entertainment talk there's a few different options for you anyway there is the patreon page the one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options if you don't want to do that you don't have to you can also use word of mouth and social media all that kind of stuff uh tell your tell people that you uh know to go to entertainmenttalk.org or to search for entertainment talk on your favorite podcast platform or to share those links on facebook and twitter so you don't have to give us any money you can do that if you would like to but you can also just listen for free and share the links around for free that is uh 
perfectly fine if you want to do that it would really really help us out so there's that as well uh, for other people involved in the website uh, of course david geektown.co.uk and geektown radio for your up-to-date reliable tv and film news there is a new episode available to listen to now so once i wrap up here you can head over there and listen to that geektown.co.uk and geektown radio on podcast services so go and have a look out for that uh, speaking of Twitch streaming, which is what I was mentioning earlier, Beck streams daily pretty much over on Twitch. Uh, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, for just lots of fun, cool, different, interesting stuff. So check her out over there. Uh, search for Trista Bytes on Twitch and go and give her a follow. You can also follow me on Twitch as well for Last of Us 2 streams and some other ones. Uh, Etalk UK on Twitch <coughs> for all of that. Uh, and uh, lastly, if you want to find Barry, he's doing his horror and his DC podcasts. Uh, the horror ones, Talk and Stalk on YouTube, and the DC ones, Geektopia, both on YouTube. Thank you all very, very, very much for these episodes, for, 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 for listening to these episodes. And we'll see you again next week. Again, thanks, Robert. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>